0: hello everyone and welcome back to the words with dragons podcast i wanted to do a quick little episode and probably not the last one before season five comes out in a month from now which is crazy i'll probably maybe do one more maybe the final week of when we have gotten you know all the remaining like the remaining promo poster maybe one more clip but honestly who knows and then i think we have one to two short stories left i believe Um, and then obviously we'll get something at the San Diego Comic-Con, uh, which is also late July, but I wanted to kind of do an episode just because, uh, it's been a little while since the last one, and obviously we got the trailer, so I just kind of want to discuss that. If you have any questions, as always, feel free to drop them in my teller inbox, um, at Raylam with two A's, um, but for now, yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of cover the, uh non Raylan things first because I feel like that'll be a little bit shorter and then I will talk about the Raylan things which wonderfully there's a reason about so I'm very very excited um the first thing that I want to talk about regards to the trailer is the dragon politics stuff so I remember going into season four I was like trying to figure out like okay like why are the kids going to Rex? Igneous and my pitch especially because we knew that like because of the promo poster it was like Ezra and Zim and that was the focus kind of <clears throat> of that storyline and kind of their perspectives and so I was like oh well what if because you know we had reason to think that Prince Kareem wasn't going to be thrilled about Janai kind of not being super traditional whether and like probably that the engagement would be the the, the straw you know the broke um his final straw <coughs> got mixed with the uh straw that breaks the camel's back it's funny that there's two of them eh final straw anyway not the point the point um so i was like oh well maybe uh kareem is going to involve Sol because Sol also hates humans and so ez and zim are going to Rex igneous to try and get other dragons to sort of like taper that off before it can it can escalate. Um, so I feel really, and then obviously that's not what happened in season four at all, but I feel really good that even if it's like to stop Erebus, and it's not necessarily about Sol Regum himself, I feel really good that like Kareem is clearly bringing in Sol Regum even if I think it's going to be a disaster. Like earlier today, I was thinking about it and I was like, oh God, Kareem, like if you bring Sol Regum to the corrupted and or like purify it, like blah, blah, blah. If he thinks that would work and that corrupts Sol Regum instead, like they're going to be fucked. And I I do think that Kareem, I am hoping that he won't die in that hill kind of be a little bit maybe like veered in that way of like he'll fail disastrously at what he thought he could achieve and what he thought being him being king would do like i would love if the siblings had to work together um and could reconcile and whatever because like kareem is prejudiced against humans but he doesn't hate them like he does genuinely like amaya and he doesn't want to disapprove of their marriage and he tries to keep quiet about it at first and then janai pushes him to talk and then it kind of goes from there but he does genuinely love his sister, and they both do genuinely love their people. They just have different visions for what that looks like. So they're not, like, as ideologically opposed as someone like Viren had been to somebody like Harrow or, like, whatever. So I do feel like maybe there's still a path forward there. So I would love for Kareem to fail, because I feel like all he does is miscalculate. He's never made a decision that has panned out the way that he's like, oh, well, Janai will step aside. If she did it. I can win. No, you can't we're gonna try and go in the short story and take back Luxoria. Oh, fuck, my childhood friend died. Like, he is just constantly miscalculated, so I don't feel like... I don't feel like... I'm curious if... Kim Dial will be kind of going into the Sunfire Elves because she can sense that there's upheaval and this might be like her opportunity as opposed to being brought into the fold explicitly by Kareem because if Kareem's already working with Sol Ragum, like I don't know if he would also be working with Kim Dial, but like we'll have to see. And seeing her in the trailer, she looks fantastic. I was curious as to how her design would translate and it looks stupendous. And I'm sure it's also significantly easier to draw in like still difficult, she has a lot of moving parts, but you know once you have the character rig and that sort of stuff then it's just all like the details which is still difficult but it's not the same as having to redraw her on all these different pages so like I don't envy the in the uh illustrator for the graphic novels at, at all because holy shit the elves are complicated all the outfits and dragon prince are so bloody complicated um <clears throat> And so, and I think probably Ezrin will have that earlier on in the season, and then while Claudia and are traveling with Viren, she seems to get attacked by the same water dragon that we saw earlier, and then she seems to fend that off. Hopefully that dragon won't die, because Claudia would use it for parts, but we'll have to see. Like, it would also make sense if she did. Um, so I feel like that's maybe the first few episodes on, like, Ezrin's end, um, and then I'm sure for we'll have our time split between like Claudia and Terry, right? Which no wonder, ev- like even in season four, it made a lot of sense to include um, Terry as a character. Like he's a very good counter- counterbalance. He's really interesting. And he offsets Viren and Claudia very nicely, like personality-wise. But considering that it seems like Viren's gonna be fucking napping in a coma throughout the bulk of this season, and especially, like, without Sir Sprocketpuff, who also, like, can't really talk to you, like, there'd be no one for Claudia to converse with or to really, like, confide in. And, like, you know, when you're doing, you can do that, you can get away with that in, like, introspection, stuff like that, in, like, a narration, right, like a story that's written, um, and you read it, but you can't really do that to the same way in animation unless you're suddenly gonna have all these like character internal monologue voiceovers which dragon prince has like never done it's always been contextualized and like oh this person's narrating they're telling a story to somebody else or they're writing a letter like that's how things those things have usually been presented but like there'd be no opportunity for that so i'm like well no wonder they gave her terry so that she one has someone to help her out but also just someone to converse with in the season if Virin is out of it um which is funnier to me than it should be that he's going to be asleep for like episodes uh and clearly the the trailer had a lot of focus on his like uh dream visions so I wonder if it'll be like I could even see maybe like two episodes where we're kind of like going through almost like the almost like how like Callum's dream visions had like the initial temptation with dark magic and the hero key thing um And then he had the second part of his dream that was like the boat in the Sky arcane. So I'm curious if Viren will almost have those sorts of like layers and how much that'll be a subplot sort of scattered throughout the season. I'm assuming by like episode eight or even episode seven, he'll be awake, but I do think he'll be out of it for for the bulk of the season. Um, It is hard to tell though, because from what we know, like I would imagine that the kids are on the big... Like the ship with Nyx that seems to be Vilaz's ship as well. Um, they're on that probably roughly halfway through the the season, roughly. Um, and then the, we had the one place, and then obviously like real are with the Sunfire Elves for a decent little chunk, you know. So it seems like the kids regroup in Catalis. Um, real is like, how do we kill a star touch elf? So they're realizing, oh, well, we need more research or whatever. So Calum and real they decide to go to the Sunfire Elves. And I'm curious, and while they're there, Calm finds out about, like, the coins. Um, so I wasn't going to talk about real and we we'll come back. We'll come back. I gotta get, I gotta get over more stuff. Um, and then obviously you have Viren and Erebos being able to converse. I wonder what is like, endgame is. Like, is... You know he seemingly forced somewhat forced Viren, or at least you know has been pleased at Viren during dark magic at the end of season four and that made him pass out and now he's having these like visions and conversations and i wonder what Erebus's end game is because like you would think that you wouldn't really want veeran to have this like massive change of heart but that seems to be what they're building towards where is Viren realizing like he wants to save Claudia and I don't think he'll be like successful I think it's too late currently uh but I'm curious and again I don't think Viren wanting to save Claudia is as much of a transformation like he's always wanted to protect and and shield her and hasn't been willing to sacrifice her in ways he was kind of more willing to throw Soren under the bus um, So I'm curious about where all that is going. It does seem like... So I'm wondering, like, does Erebus want Viren to have the change of heart so that Viren, like, throws everything they worked for away, quote-unquote, so that Claudia will snap? And, like, does he want Viren to, like, sacrifice himself so that Erebus can keep Claudia rather than the other way around? Like, what is the end game here? Because I do still think that Viren will probably survive past season five, because otherwise like, you know, to to give him like a two season arc where he has this massive transformation after being brought back, I feel like he'll still live until like end of season six, season seven. I do think he eventually like will die, but I feel like there's a lot more story to go. So I, I, I am inclined towards Viren, being forced to live on was like a punishment of like, oh, well, you changed your mind and you didn't want this and you didn't want the world to go through this and now like, look what you did. Like, I feel like that could be Erebos' petty, malicious little like thing there. Um, and again, Claudia being like more powerful, more desperate, like surpassing her father, like that all makes sense. Um, I'm, cu- I'm still curious if her and Terry will have any kind of splinter or if he'll stay the whole way through. Um, but you know, we don't get a ton of Terry in the trailer and we don't, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's still very much up in the air. So I'm curious as to how that will go. Um, then yeah, I've talked about Ezrin. Sorn is like adjacent to that. Obviously, Soren and Corvus are going to be operating as Ezrin's uh, crown guard. So we are going to be seeing more Ezrin uh, and more Corvus. And that makes me very happy. And I also love that Ezra tends to get his more independent plot lines and that he's getting to be more of like an ambassador to dragons. He's always been, you know, calm and really kind of have like the elf human and obviously like Denai and Amaya have like the elf human reconciliation thing going on. So I always liked that Ezra and his thing has always been reconciliation between humans and dragons. Like I think that's really fitting for each of the boys. Um, obviously you have Denai and Amaya, they have this cute little smooch. And it seems that maybe Janai is starting to have, I wouldn't be surprised if like when she hears that Erebus is getting out, it really kind of, and she's also lost her brother to a certain degree, right? So it wouldn't surprise me if she hears that Erebus is trying to get out and then that brings back nightmares or even it just other lingering trauma, right? Like it's not like she wasn't affected by the loss of her city and her sister. She's just been maybe dealing with it differently than Kareem. Um. So it does seem like, you know, she seems to be having like nightmares and stuff like that. Um, And obviously Amaya is there to comfort her, which is very sweet. And I love Janai. I love that she's becoming more and more of one of the main characters and her plot lines and like that sort of thing. And, you know, we see uh, Amaya wielding what looks like it was or is a replica of Janai's uh, Sinforged Blade. So I'm always here for that. Uh, we see, we see Taibao Tina, who is also just very similar to uh, Ocean Archmage Akiyu. So they could be the same person. It's been like 300 years, so she might just be a little old lady. Uh, but I love her. I always love that kind of archetype. I love that Dragon Prince lets there be older women mentors who are like gruff and a little bit eccentric and like, again, gives roles to women that would typically go to men. I'm, I, I, I always enjoy that in fiction. Um, so I you know her being like group yeah, of weirdos like that shit made me laugh every time I've watched the trailer. So I'm really excited for her as a character um, and curious as to like what sort of like mentor role she'll play and what information can be gleaned from her. And also just it's cool to see a tie byno. It's cool to see how distinctly non-human they look. Uh, and even just to see an older elf that actually looks old, because like the only other old elf we know is like Lu Jane, who's like maybe in her sixties, like she's not ancient, uh, and then Erebus, who is like basically immortal. Um, so I'm I'm curious if in that regard. I've talked about Sol Ragum. I've Talked about Kim Dael. Yeah. Okay. I think it's just Regem time now. All right. So. Oh, God, where do we even start? First things first, I figured that Rail wouldn't tell Countell about the coins for the first couple episodes. And then she would resolve to tell him. And it seems like that's what's happening. I'm sure that he will prompt her a little bit and notice that something seems off. Like, I'm sure, you know, there's still going to be some awkward. There's there's still going to be some walls up between them while they work on their, like, dynamic But I do think that Callum, because he's let himself admit that he wants her in his life now, that he'll be more able to pay attention to kind of her signals and just kind of see how Rayla has changed. Um, And that he might be like, hey, like, is everything like, are you okay? And her being like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And then eventually she tells him about. The coins. I swear to God, though, I would love it. I am hoping and praying that she actually asks for his help, but I'm not holding my breath because I swear to God, if Rayla tells him about the coins and doesn't ask for his help or is surprised when he's like, Yeah, we'll get them out, and she's like, We? I'm going to strangle her with my bare hands oh my god um and on that note I am really curious this is kind of what I was leaning towards earlier before um in regards to like it seems like we know most of the primary locations of the last um of the first maybe like five episodes I'll talk more about like the boats in a second because oh my god um And then obviously, you know, when Claudia, anytime when the characters are like in sunset, like Claudia being like, oh, we only have, we only have, we have to save you, we only have a few hours, blah, 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 whatever. Um... But I'm really curious about Domina Profundus, who we see. That's what it is. Domina Profundus with Ezra. really excited about that. Again, that's kind of more dragon politics and Ezra and Dragon Ambassador stuff. But I'm like, yes, my boy. Love that for you. And I love her design. I love how majestic she is. I'm really excited for her to show up. And I wonder if she does show up... Um, when there is, and now I'm like, nah, because I was going to be like, I wonder if Real and Calm get captured by the Pirates when they're still separated from the group, but we know that all the kids are on the boat with Nyx, uh, at least to start with, um, but yeah, but I'm really curious because there's that one screen cap we have seemingly much later on in the season where Real and Calm seem to be some kind of underwater magic thingy, and they look like they're having a disagreement, and we don't know what that place is and it's clearly distinct and it doesn't seem to be in the trailer at all so clearly there's more things especially in the second half that they're keeping kind of under wraps like even claudia and veron and everyone like them going underwater like we don't know um so i'm really really hype about that i do feel like arabos is gonna get out either like last this season or early season six. I feel like early season six could be a real possibility. Like maybe like the first episode or something. Then they do kind of like, I don't know. Not even like a time. I don't know how they would like work it. But I feel like it could really, really work. I'm curious if the moon fam will get out. I feel like it could go either way. And then um, on the note of and Realist's disagreement, I really feel like it could be they kind of get into some of their through the moon lingering shit because we see Calum on the boat and he seems to be either summoning his own lightning spells or redirecting lightning or like whatever. But Calum clearly gets like significantly injured, especially on the face, like he does not look good. Like worse than we've seen maybe since like season two with dark magic, he is not in a good space. And I'm like, okay, where are Sword and Rayla in this scenario? Like, are they are they witnessing this but unable to do anything because they're, like, tied up? Are they below decks because the pirates took them? Like, his items have been confiscated. He doesn't have his staff or his sketchbook, which would point towards being captured. But, like, you know, how is this all going to go? And, like, what do the pirates want, right? Like, is it just, oh, we want your stuff? Or, are you know, like... They're clearly... I don't know. I'm really, really curious. And clearly it's going to be quite brutal. Um, <clears throat> you know, we we don't tend to see a lot of, like, face or real injuries. Um, so, and Calum has a couple. Like, he has the black eye and he has blood on his other cheek. So, I'm, like... I, I'm intrigued by that. And I could see Calum really kind of having this disagreement after the fact. And if she takes care of him, I will scream. But I could uh see them having this disagreement of her being like, you shouldn't have risked yourself like that. Like it was dangerous. And him being like, you're going to say that to me. And they kind of get into it a little bit because I don't feel like, like, don't get me wrong. Callum is not going to be thrilled about Renan and the coin. And he's never going to, at least not without like months and months of of time, like, him and Renan are never going to be super, super, like, there's always going to be something kind of there, especially at first. But I'm um, like, Callum is has so much compassion and love for Rayla that, he, and also he just, like, that's someone who's suffering, right? And, like... I just feel like Callum would be like, I'm not, you know. I am curious, though, because real at first I thought maybe she was discovering, like, the fourth coin that we know exists in the dungeons. But when she gives the coins to Callum, it seems like it's only three. So maybe the fourth coin is still under Claudia and Beard's possession. And we don't know how the coins are going to work. Like, I'm wondering now if Callum will do is going to lean more towards doing dark magic, but, like, Viren's staff to, like, free realist family or something. And then that leads to the possession. And then that leads to Erevos getting out. Because, like, I always have felt that, like, I still lean towards Callum having a role to play in helping Erevos get out. But, again, that could go into Season 6. Like, the possession and the key and whatever, like, that could be more of Erevos', like, end game idea of destiny of shattering what the star touch elves or whatever have built more than just getting out of his prison. Uh, Cause we don't know what his checkmate is. Like we can assume like, yeah, it could be getting out, but we don't know. And obviously I still have my cube hostage and like my variances, but I would be totally cool. I, I do think, I don't know. I really like the freedom associations that like the key has and obviously Callum as a character. And I think if that worked with Arable's getting out, that'd be really neat. But there's also the fact that like, well, destiny and freedom are just ideological opposites. So you you could carry that forward and even just breaking the cycle, right? Like breaking the cycle is freedom from the chains of history and perpetuating the cycle is destiny and you're just fulfilling it, right? So it doesn't have to be as literally involved in Erebus's release to still have merit to be in another season in a different capacity. But every time I thought that something would be more metaphorical, they've made it more literal. Um, like, I remember I was I made this post, and it was about how uh, Erebus's Alarian poem in season two has runes on one side of the page, and then on the other side it has the sun is like, a gaping chest star Arcanum thingy, and then it also has um, a moon. And I was like, huh? I was like, well, Claudia has the corrupted Sun staff, so she could represent the sun. And if Callum connects to the moon Arcanum or Rayla or, like, somebody else could represent the moon. But it was also, like, maybe just an eclipse. And then we see Claudia with the tentacle and the red and the eclipse. And, like, the imagery in the trailer was beautiful. I loved that. I am so fucking pumped for Cal and Rayla, like, combining her weaponry with his magic. I still remember seeing fan art for that idea back in, like, I don't want to say, like, immediate post-season two, like, really early 2019. I just thought that shit was, like, the coolest thing. And I never really thought that we'd see it in show, but, like, now we are, so, like, that's really fulfilling. Um, And, again, clearly they're doing much better so I feel like they're going to be, I feel like I'm going to, I don't know if they'll fully reconcile this season. Like I could see them getting back together or I could see maybe them almost, like I could see like an almost kiss and then they get interrupted. So like, it's clearly there. It just hasn't actually happened yet. Um, Cause clearly I'm like, they're still madly in love. They're still going to be really supportive of each other and like looking out for each other. They love, they love each other so much. Um, like him taking her hand. Oh my god, that shit killed me. It was so soft. And it makes me wonder, like, before, I'm, like, they're, they're clearly alone in that, I want to say, the library. And it seems like maybe zombie creatures or so, something is going wrong. Like, something is happening. Um, And so it seems that, like, maybe what it would be is, like... I I can't shake the feeling that, like, before Amaya shows up or something, like, they don't know if they're going to get out of it alive, and they think that maybe this is their last stand, and that's why they're holding hands, and, like, I would die. Also, that's also, like, Callum has two things in mind with how he wants to die. He either wants to go out in old age, or he wants to die with the people he loves, you know? Like, those are his two preferred things. It's old age or suicide pact. And so... And so, um, you know, Mima for real, if she's like, I wanted to die instead of you. Like, this is her worst nightmare, but I'm also sure like she's probably almost died on her own so many times while she was away. And we do know that we're gonna revisit a place that she went to on her own um in season five, which I'm assuming is the doxy scene in the beginning, which might be how they meet Nyx. It gave me very strong um Sharon river sticks underworld boat like ferryman vibes which you have to put you have to give a coin to pay to get across which i don't think it'll be that direct but i I, i'm really curious god there's just so much this season like the festering wound and like ah and just like i'm I'm also curious about because it looks like in the scenes where she's shooting the bow and arrow at i'm assuming the zombified corrupted like banther it looks like the sunfire forest And so I wonder if her and Callum are still even on separate steeds at that point, or I guess they must be because the horse and the shadow paw show up later. So they're clearly fine, but I am curious, but again, maybe not because I'm curious of like, if that is them, you know, their little cute date night stargazing gets interrupted, which like I'd be sad about, but I would also love, because mm, tragic. we're getting our tragedy arc, and I'm so excited. Um, and we'll talk more about how that interplays with Viren and Claudia in a second. Or that shot of her shooting the banther, it could be them fleeing the Sunfire Elf City to go try and reunite with Ez and Soren and stuff like that. Um, so I'm, I'm just curious about how that's going to go, especially because they look terrified um the other thing that i was screaming about is that the poem that they'd been using and i thought i was like because when they were kept you know the tides are true as the ocean is deep and do not ask well i was like this is rhyming i'm like i looked it up to see if they were borrowing from like a real poem because then i still do that with song lyrics or you know common turns of phrases or expressions but i didn't find anything so i just assumed like no it must be something that they've originally made now we know why and it's in the trailer um and the fact that it's the one line they didn't give was to love is to simply know this, the tides are true as the ocean is deep. That shit killed me. It's beautiful. The fact that Callum is saying it, the fact that it's overplaying between him and Rayla and Claudia and Viren. And like those four have always had this like really interesting, weird, like, fucked up thing going on in regards to like, you know, Viren and Rayla are both worried somewhat that like Kyle and Claudia will play into Erebus's hands to their self-destruction, right? Meanwhile, like, you have Rayla and Viren who also like want to, you know, save their mages and then you have Claudia and Rayla refusing, just flat out refusing the, the possibility that like Callum could have to die or Viren could have to die. And obviously like the Viren, Callum parallels now with like literally diving through the water or diving after to go get their slightly white haired, I will destroy myself for the people I love girl. You know, like obviously it's different dynamics, but Dragon Prince has always talked about love and all its various like or that was, like, family, friends, um, you know, romance, like, whatever. Like, they've done similar stuff between Cal and Rail and Soren and Claudia, like, before, and stuff like that, so it's not, like, a surprise, and I, I'm, like, again, it's those four where I'm, like, y'all have, there's something going on here with, like, Erebos', like, tests of love and stuff like that, and even the way that Claudia, not Claudia, Rail is committing herself to being, like, she clearly wants to kill Erebos. So I'm like, well, you threatened her boy. And again, just showing a way that she's changed, um, which is really interesting. Um, and so, like, she took that incapable of, because she took this shit so personally. It's funnier to me than it should be. Um, and yeah, and I'm just really curious about all of it. I think it could go so many ways, I think all of those ways are interesting. As always, I have my theories and also feel like I have no clue and the season's going to be fucking amazing and I'm so excited to be able to watch season four with season five in mind before and after it comes out because I think they're going to add so much to each other Um, and like, I can't wait to cry. I hope everyone has a terrible time in this season and also... Uh, I hope Cal and Reala both get to progress in their reclamation of identity arcs and healing from the separation. I think that'd be neat. And I'm sure I'll have more thoughts, but this is it for now. As always, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy and always feel free to leave your thoughts in my inbox or here on the podcast. All right. Dragons out. Peace.